Hello, welcome to Meditating the Word. I'm so glad you've joined us on our journey through the Bible in a year. If you'd like a roadmap of where we've been and where we're going, you can download a copy of the reading plan from blueletterbible.com. You'll find a link in the notes. I'm reading from the World English Bible. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, what are you waiting for? Why not do that now? Just click on subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. This is Day 99. Today, we're reading from the first book of Samuel. 1 Samuel chapters 4-8 through eight. The word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle, and encamped beside Ebenezer, and the Philistines encamped in Aphek. The Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. When they joined battle, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men of the army in the field. When the people had come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let's get the Ark of the Lord's Covenant out of Shiloh and bring it to us, that it may come among us and save us out of the hand of our enemies. So the people sent to Shiloh, and they brought from there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of Armies, who sits above the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. When the Ark of the Lord's Covenant came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth resounded. When the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What does the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean? They understood that the Lord's ark had come into the camp. The Philistines were afraid, for they said, God has come into the camp. They said, Woe to us, for there has not been such a thing before. Woe to us, Who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that struck the Egyptians with all kinds of plagues in the wilderness. Be strong and behave like men, O you Philistines, that you not be servants to the Hebrews as they have been to you. Strengthen yourselves like men and fight. The Philistines fought, and Israel was defeated, and each man fled to his tent. There was a very great slaughter, for thirty thousand footmen of Israel fell. God's ark was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. A man of Benjamin ran out of the army and came to Shiloh the same day, with his clothes torn and with dirt on his head. When he came, behold, Eli was sitting on his seat by the road watching for his heart trembled for God's ark. When the man came into the city and told about it, all the city cried out. When Eli heard the noise of the crying, he said, What does the noise of this tumult mean? The man hurried and came and told Eli. Now Eli was ninety-eight years old. His eyes were set so that he could not see. The man said to Eli, I am he who came out of the army, and I fled today out of the army. He said, How did the matter go, my son? 
He who brought the news answered, Israel has fled before the Philistines, and there has been also a great slaughter among the people. Your two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and God's ark has been captured. When he made mention of God's ark, Eli fell from off his seat backward by the side of the gate, and his neck broke, and he died, for he was an old man and heavy. He had judged Israel forty years. His daughter-in-law, Phinehas's wife, was with child, near to giving birth, when she heard the news that God's ark was taken and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead. She bowed herself and gave birth, for her pains came on her. About the time of her death, the women who stood by her said to her, Don't be afraid, for you have given birth to a son. But she didn't answer, neither did she regard it. She named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel, because God's ark was taken, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. She said, The glory has departed from Israel, for God's ark has been taken. Now the Philistines had taken God's ark, and they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. The Philistines took God's ark and brought it into the house of Dagon, and set it by Dagon. When the people of Ashdod arose early the next day, behold, Dagon had fallen on his face to the ground before the Lord's ark. They took Dagon and set him in his place again. When they arose early on the following morning, behold, Dagon had fallen on his face to the ground before the Lord's ark. And the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was intact. Therefore neither the priests of Dagon nor any who come into Dagon's house step on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. But the Lord's hand was heavy on the people of Ashdod, and he destroyed them and struck them with tumors, even Ashdod and its borders. When the men of Ashdod saw that it was so, they said, The ark of the God of Israel shall not stay with us, for his hand is severe on us and on Dagon our God. They sent therefore and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? They answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be carried over to Gath. They carried the ark of the God of Israel there. It was so, that after they had carried it there, the Lord's hand was against the city with a very great confusion, and he struck the men of the city, both small and great, so that tumors broke out on them. So they sent God's ark to Ekron. As God's ark came to Ekron, the Ekronites cried out, saying, They have brought the ark of the God of Israel here to us to kill us and our people. They sent, therefore, and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines, and they said, Send the ark of the God of Israel away, and let it go again to its own place, that it not kill us and our people. For there was a deadly panic throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. The men who didn't die were struck with the tumors, and the cry of the city went up to heaven.
The Lord's Ark was in the country of the Philistines seven months. The Philistines called for the priests and the diviners, saying, What shall we do with the Lord's Ark? Show us how we should send it to its place. They said, If you send away the Ark of the God of Israel, don't send it empty, but by all means return a trespass offering to him. Then you will be healed, and it will be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. Then they said, What should the trespass offering be which we shall return to him? They said, Five golden tumors and five golden mice, for the number of the lords of the Philistines, for one plague was on you all and on your lords. Therefore, you shall make images of your tumors and images of your mice that mar the land, and you shall give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps he will release his hand from you, from your gods, and from your land. Why then do you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts? When he had worked wonderfully among them, didn't they let the people go, and they departed? Now therefore, take and prepare yourselves a new cart and two milk cows on which there has come no yoke, and tie the cows to the cart and bring their calves home from them, and take the Lord's ark and lay it on the cart. Put the jewels of gold, which you return him for a trespass offering, in a box by its side, and send it away that it may go. Behold, if it goes up, by the way of its own border, to Beth Shemesh, then he has done us this great evil. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that struck us. It was a chance that happened to us. The men did so, and took two milk cows, and tied them to the cart, and shut up their calves at home. They put the Lord's ark on the cart, and the box with the golden mice, and the images of their tumors. The cows took the straight way by the way to Beth Shemesh. They went along the highway, lowing as they went, and didn't turn away to the right hand or to the left, and the lords of the Philistines went after them to the border of Beth Shemesh. The people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley, and they lifted up their eyes and saw the ark, and rejoiced to see it. The ark came into the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh and stood there, where there was a great stone. Then they split the wood of the cart and offered up the cows for a burnt offering to the Lord. The Levites took down the Lord's ark and the box that was with it, in which the jewels of gold were, and put them on the great stone. And the men of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and sacrificed sacrifices the same day to the Lord. When the five lords of the Philistines had seen it, they returned to Ekron the same day. These are the golden tumors which the Philistines returned for a trespass offering to the Lord, for Ashdod one, for Gaza one, for Ashkelon one, for Gath one, for Ekron one. And the golden mice according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both of fortified cities and of country villages, even to the great stone on which they set down the Lord's ark. 
That stone remains to this day in the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh. He struck the men of Beth Shemesh because they had looked into the Lord's ark. He struck 50,070 of the men. Then the people mourned because the Lord had struck the people with a great slaughter. The men of Beth Shemesh said, Who is able to stand before the Lord, this holy God? To whom shall he go up from us? They sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kiriath-Jearim, saying, The Philistines have brought back the Lord's ark. Come down and bring it up to yourselves. The men of Kiriath-Jearim came and took the Lord's ark and brought it into Abinadab's house on the hill and consecrated Eleazar his son to keep the Lord's ark. From the day that the ark stayed in Kiriath-Jearim, the time was long, for it was twenty years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you, and direct your hearts to the Lord, and serve him only and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel removed the Baals and the Ashtaroth and served the Lord only. Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. They gathered together to Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. When the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. The children of Israel said to Samuel, Don't stop crying to the Lord our God for us that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it for a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Samuel cried to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines came near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day on the Philistines and confused them and they were struck down before Israel. The men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them until they came under Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shem and called its name Ebenezer, saying, The Lord helped us until now. So the Philistines were subdued, and they stopped coming within the border of Israel. The Lord's hand was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron even to Gath, and Israel recovered its border out of the hand of the Philistines. There was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He went from year to year in a circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and he judged Israel in all those places. 
His return was to Ramah, for his house was there, and he judged Israel there, and he built an altar to the Lord there. When Samuel was old, he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. His sons didn't walk in his ways, but turned away after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel to Ramah. They said to him, Behold, you are old, and your sons don't walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. Samuel prayed to the Lord. The Lord said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people in all that they tell you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me as the king over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day, in that they have forsaken me and served other gods, so they also do to you. Now therefore, listen to their voice, however, you shall protest solemnly to them, and shall show them the way of the king who will reign over them. Samuel told all the Lord's words to the people who asked him for a king. He said, This will be the way of the king who shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them as his servants, for his chariots, and to be his horsemen, and they will run before his chariots. He will appoint them to him for captains of thousands and captains of fifties, and he will assign some to plow his ground and to reap his harvest, and to make his instruments of war and the instruments of his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers, to be cooks, and to be bakers. He will take your fields, your vineyards, and your olive groves, even your best, and give them to his servants. He will take one-tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and to his servants. He will take your male servants and your female servants, your best young men and your donkeys, and assign them to his own work. He will take one-tenth of your flocks, and you will be his servants. You will cry out in that day because of your king, whom you will have chosen for yourselves, and the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us, and go out before us and fight our battles. Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he rehearsed them in the ears of the Lord. The Lord said to Samuel, Listen to their voice and make them a king. Samuel said to the men of Israel, Everyone go to your own city. Father God, thank you for your word. As difficult as some of the passages are to read, it's easy for us to look back and see the mistakes of Israel over and over again. They chose to go their own way and worship other gods. 
and over and over, they suffered the consequences. Help us, Father, to not make the same mistake. You are our God and our King, and we will worship you alone. Amen. You can find Meditating the Word on your favorite podcast platform on YouTube and on Facebook. If you are listening to this on one of the many podcast platforms, you'll find links in the notes to all of our other locations. It's my goal to encourage others to strengthen their Christian walk through daily reading God's Word. You can help by sharing this podcast and by rating and reviewing it. Thank you for joining me, and know that I'm praying for you as we journey through the Bible together, and I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.